We're recording sound. We are. And video. Correct. Awesome. This episode of Dear Jessamine has profanity, sex talk, weed smoking, and a bunch of other shit that's just not for everybody. You also may not agree with the stuff we say or how we say it, and we think that's great. We promote cannabis medicine to people over 21. If you're not 21, come back when you are. Hey, Ash. Hey, Jessamine. How are you doing today? It's been an okay day. I think I woke up sort of like um, listening to that highway. No, I just wanted to note that there might be a highway in the background if you can hear it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I woke up thinking I was annoyed with things that I wasn't. I mean, I think I'm realizing I do that a lot Mm -hmm. relatively, maybe. Yeah. Relative to what? I'm not sure. But um, but I'm I feel like... These last few weeks have been a real uh, growing time for me, mm-hmm. evolution period, because I just have feel like I've picked up so many skills around like not doing things that I don't want to do anymore. I don't know what that means, but uh, that it means something. It definitely means that I am slower to anger, slower to showing my anger, mm-hmm. or have been in the last chunk of time, and it feels like I'm working with more in regards to that. So Hmm. I don't know what that means. That's how I feel today is that I wanted to get mad. And then I was like, why? What happens for you when that happens? Because I think this is an extremely common experience. Like I think that people will be practicing yoga, Mm -hmm. meditating, whatever the fuck. And then something annoying or something bad will happen. Yeah. And I'm wondering what that feels like for you. I wanted to like, it was cool to be on the yoga mat. Okay. I'm glad we're talking about this. Yeah, well, I was saying that this happened yesterday, yesterday after we sat in meditation together yesterday mm-hmm. and afterwards you told me that you felt something similar. And I'm just curious if you can put words to that. Cause it's a very common experience. It's literally the same thing I get mad at much these days, mm-hmm. which is hard to say all the time. It's not hard to say, like, I don't know. It's hard to say, like, it's difficult to say out loud because it's, I don't, it's not flattering. I don't enjoy it Mm. about myself, but it's when you are or someone else is being free (sighs) and it makes me feel, my initial reaction is that I have to be smaller Mm. and then I realize I don't really, but that I don't think that I can be free like you Mm. and I get mad at you for it. Mm. You were making a lot of sounds during yoga. I was like, bothered. I am bothered. I wondered if you were bothered. I'm very loud yoga practitioner. I was really intense. I was like, never say this out loud. Never say this to her. It's so funny because you're loud as fuck. Make her feel like she should be quieter or smaller. Never try to do that. (laughs) So it's interesting that I'm talking about it because I didn't want to talk about it. Because I know it's not about you. You know, it has nothing to do with what you're doing. But not talking about it just makes it worse, I think. Mm, Interesting. Maybe not always. Maybe. I think a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I have a pretty active dialogue with myself. And so it's not that I don't say it. It's that I don't say it to somebody else. And that's okay. Maybe, maybe, I mean, you really could be right. I'm exploring it for the first time in this moment. So. Mm Anyway, that happened. But what ends up happening is that nine times out of ten, I realize what the deal is and what where my train of thought has got me. And then I get upset with myself if I'm mm. still upset. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that's so silly. Don't. And this morning even, I was like, that's what I was going to say. That it was cool to be on the yoga mat because 
I just had to kind of stay there and like not do anything about anything, you know, not even fix Mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. I just had to be there until it ended up passing because emotions are fleeting. All emotions are fleeting. We choose to linger on them. We choose the sensation of suffering. We prefer it over release it's and something surrender. to do it literally it's is something some, to pass the time it literally life. makes you feel important me literally i'm you it me, makes me I'm feel you. important literally saying well i will i'll just end by saying this what happened at the climax of that whole process was that i wanted to do a headstand and so i did God, I was so inspired by you in that moment. It made me so happy. I was like, this is what I have always wanted is to be in partnership with someone who is going to move fluidly in their body to whatever, wherever the practice takes them, which sometimes just means corpse pose. Mm -hmm. Not just because that is to surrender is so hard. Oh, my gosh. Um, But (laughs) also to just move as your body takes you. And when you were practicing headstand, I was just like, oh. What what I said was, instead of becoming smaller or making her smaller, how can I get bigger? And Mm -hmm. that's oh yes, was that for me? Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm thank you for sharing that. Well, if anybody's wondering about what happens in meditation, sometimes yeah, you throw a tantrum and you freak out and you cry and then you do something else and then it's all important. Fuck yeah. But this reflection was important too. I would have let it all go. Literally. You know? And it would have still been there. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Anyway, thanks for asking. Well, thanks for telling me. How was your day? Oh, I appreciate you. How I'm feeling right now is that I appreciate you telling me that you were annoyed by how loud I am while I'm practicing. No, because it's... Take that from that. Mostly because it's something that I've wondered. Because I am loud. And Usually not, though. It was like I was... I'm pretty usually loud. No, no, no. Usually I don't notice or I enjoy it. You know what I mean? You're probably just pretending not to notice it. I, I, well, I, um, by the time I was in headstand, I didn't notice you at all. I had no mm-hmm. sense of what you were doing. The hell yeah. Do you That's know what exactly. I mean? Yes, I do know what so, you mean. Oh my God. No, sometimes I don't notice. You know? Literally. Oh yeah. Um, No, I so identify with like the other, the opposite, the inverse of what you're saying. Because I, um, when I first started practicing, I definitely remember like trying not to make sounds in class mm-hmm. and trying not to be, uh, trying not to take up space. I was desperately afraid of what other people would think of the sounds that I make or the things that I do or how much space I take mm-hmm. up. And that was a huge, uh, impetus growth space, growth space for my home practice because at home you don't have to think about things right. like that. But, I have opened up my home practice to my partners, um, a partner prior to you and now you. And in that space, I find myself trying to fit into the space, like trying Mm. not to take up too much space, trying not to intimidate you out of the space Mm. or scare you out of the space. And, um, it is a space of growth to say, I'm just going to take up space. Mm-hmm. It's just going to, I'm just going to be how I am. And if that means that this person doesn't want to be with me anymore, then that's what that's got to mean. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate you putting words to this anger that happens whenever 
like you see someone else taking up space mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people experience that. Mm-hmm. And I think they get mad and they're like, they don't eat, they don't know why they're mad. Mm-hmm. And it is so interesting. <laughs> I think as a person who is being accused of taking up too much space, mm-hmm. because I think that what I'm always saying is like, you can take up space too. <laughs> like, please right. like be big, be loud, be just as so much of what I love about you as much as there's times when you are loud or exclaim or express or are mad in a way that I find to be abhorrent. It is the opposite of how I think a human being should be or like what, how I think things should be. Mm-hmm. And then at the exact same time, I love it so much because it is you. Mm. It is fully you. It's not you trying to fit into a box or trying to like be what I need you to be. You're just being you. You're doing Mm. you. And I think that that is just so personally, spiritually inspiring for me. And um, I think that the more that all of us can see the light of another as an opportunity to shine brighter, mm-hmm. not to try to dim ourselves in their shine right. or to try to use their shine to get to shine right. brighter, which I think is a, a whole other thing. But like just being able to say that, um, put words to all of that mm. feels like a really important part of the process. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for receiving it. I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Um, okay, so how am I today? I'm good. We're in Maine, which this is, it's not my first time in Maine. It's my first time in this part of Maine. Have you, you been to Maine before? Never. Yeah. Oh, really? Correct. Holy shit. My best friend from high school, parents who I adore with all of my soul, they moved to Maine like maybe seven, six, five, ten uh-huh. years ago, something like that. And um, that's such a like ex Durham expatriate thing to do. Move move to Maine. Maine. Well, and then the only other Maine squeeze I know is <laughs> my favorite ex girlfriend's partner used to live in this town where we are now. That's so funny. Yeah. Literally Lewiston? Yeah. Or Auburn? Yeah, Lewiston. We're just outside Portland. I think we're like an hour and some change outside Portland. I've been to Maine before because uh, there is a high school in Maine, mm-hmm. uh, Greenacre High School. And Greenacre is actually the site of, it's a hugely important site in the history of yoga in America. A lot of the um, first... Hindu yoga teachers that came to America came to Greenacre Baha'i School to teach before it was called Greenacre. And so I found out about that after both practicing yoga and being raised a Baha'i and having been to Greenacre. So it's just cool to see how all these things line up and also how the history of America is about five minutes long. It's not been happening for that long. We're not here to talk about Maine today. Today is the first day that we're going to talk about a place that we have been on our journey across America. We're we're on a very intentional quest right now. Mm. A trek. A vision quest. quest. No, that's something you else. You can call it a vision No, quest. I will not call it that. Yes, you will. You I'm just not. did. It's okay. A, it's a it's a vision. It's a pilgrimage? It's, for you it's a vision. It's book. not. No. It's a quest. I think it's feeling very uh uh, Holy Grail, like, Ooh, uh, search for the, healing, yeah. for the Holy Grail. Um, we wow. are on a quest to vision. Ash is on a vision quest. Shut I'm on a quest to visit all 48, all of the lower 48 United States. And 
I have never been to all 48. Have you ever been to all 48? No way. No. But the first state that we went to outside of North Carolina was Virginia. And we've both been to Virginia, like, a lot. (laughs) I feel like I've spent quite a bit of time in Virginia, but no time in the places that we were in. Like, all the places, except for Richmond. Yeah. But other than that... There was like nowhere that I'd actually been before. And so it was really cool. I feel like we learned a lot. And there are certain things that we've been like intentionally trying to do and or learn about in each place. Along the way. Yeah. And we have a YouTube video where we talk about all of this in much more detail. And so it's not live yet, but it will be at some point in the future. So you can find that on the Jessamine Stanley YouTube page. But when we recorded the video, I just felt like we didn't get to get into a lot of the details that I was personally really interested Mm -hmm. in. And since it is still Virgo season, I feel like it is appropriate to be nerdy as fuck about this. And and even when it's not Virgo season, we're Virgo rising. So that's right. Maybe that's what we should call this. Virgo forever. Um, Virgo the Virgin. Yeah. Virginia. That's right. Named for the Virgin Queen. Yeah. Who was? Victoria? Might be Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Mary? (laughs) Shit. Okay. Can we get something? Yo, if you drop the name of the Virgin Queen on our Instagram, you can get something for free. It will be at least a sticker. (laughs) Drop this information on our Instagram. In like the most recent post. And we'll send you something for free. But Virginia is named after one of the somebody's virgin. Somebody's virgin. She was a virgin at one point. Wait, somebody's virgin. What yeah. is virginity? We can't even get into this is a bigger question. Okay, but so one of the main things, and I just want to start here because it's something that I have really been caring about. No, it's something that I was very interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, in going into this trip, we realized that we had opportunity to like actually learn a little bit of something about the tribes that live on the land that we are have the opportunity to visit. And I did not learn anything about the indigenous history of this country, like the indigenous about the indigenous people of this country yeah, in the, school. The only thing in school that I remember learning is like some, a little bit of what white people did to indigenous people. Like the select, it was like the greatest hits. They it were was, like Trail of Tears. Right. That's it. And, well, literally, <laughs> I feel like I didn't hear anything else. They didn't talk about the assimilation school. Genocide and t- displacement and that and moving on. They papered over it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I too am really excited about the opportunity to just take the time as we're moving through spaces. Like it's cool to research and, and study and learn more about indigenous history all the time. But this is a great way, I think, to sort of mark, mark what we're doing, where we're going, things like that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's, there are so many people and so many tribes and such a rich heritage that beyond what I feel like even when I look shit up on Wikipedia I'm only looking up like the colonizer version of history Um, even compare contrasting the websites of the tribes with the Wikipedia pages I was just like bitch this is sketchy like the way that everything is written it's just from it's very different perspectives Mm -hmm. and And you were saying this morning that 
um, Amber, who works with me, who's mm. from this tribe that we're about to talk about, you were saying she would be so offended. She probably oh would be God. so offended. I think she was literally like I made notes in a document that was shared on Slack of like things that I had read. And Amber was reading the document. It was like not that the, it was inaccurate entirely, but she's like, this is really it was revisionist history mm. deeply about the way that the language of the tribe is being preserved, mm. basically like the the implication on Wikipedia is that the um, that the language is not being preserved at all. And she's like, oh, like I literally know personally that it is. I think like, mm-hmm. oh, it means a lot that that people will like say the names of of tribes at the start of a at the start of an event or something, or like, like yes, we're we're showing reverence. That is not enough. <laughs> like that is not enough. And so I don't know uh, what is enough. I don't. I personally think there probably isn't ever going to be anything that's enough but I feel like what uh, feels good to me personally is to just try to like learn a little bit of something even if I'm mispronouncing names even if I'm like learning the colonizer version like just to give a fuck about the Mm -hmm. fact that there are people who have lived here for a long time and who are continuing to make sure that we can even still live on this land mm-hmm. and um and that this land is not our land it is it it belongs to itself and that we right. are honored to be able to stand here and i just feel like that um i feel a lot of gratitude to the people that are carrying that legacy forward so when we were in virginia <laughs> we we visited a couple different places. We started in Bassett, Virginia. We then went to, we went to Richmond. Then we went to Montrose. Then we went to, then we left Virginia. We went to Washington, D.C., which is not technically Virginia, but I did find out about the people of that area as well. Um, But the people uh, that in the area that is now called Bassett, which is just over the border of North Carolina and Virginia in southwest Virginia, like the Blue Ridge Mountains. So uh, if you have any context for Blue Ridge Mountains, oldest mountain range in the world. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Pangea style. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, Back then. They're old as fuck. Mm -hmm. And uh, those people are the Tutelo, the Saponi and the Sara. And I could be saying that wrong. My bad. You know. Yeah. What Something that I thought was really interesting about uh, that land is that when the first actual campground that we stayed at was Hagenstone Park in Greensboro, North Carolina. Well, it's just outside Greensboro in Pleasant Garden. And um, we were there just for a couple of days to visit with my family. I'm from Greensboro. And my mom was telling us that the Kiawe people were the people of that land. Mm -hmm. And I was looking that up. And what's fucked up is that, I don't need to shout, but what's fucked up, I think, is that when the tribes join together, there becomes less like public information about the tribes Mm -hmm. that made up the tribes that joined together. Mm -hmm. And so that I felt like I couldn't really find that much information about the Kiawe. But one of the tribes that they joined up with was, well, one of the groups that they joined up with was this group of like the Tutelo and the Saponi and the Sara. So it was interesting to like think about just the, is it transmigration? Is that what that would be called? I don't know. The the migration patterns and like everyone just trying to, literally just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot imagine what it would be like to be living somewhere for so long. I mean, like, hundreds of years, thousands of years, 
then all of a sudden <laughs> there's now these people who have come from a whole other landmass. And uh, along with violence, they've brought disease and um, they've brought like disunity or disloyalty or like, like they've, they've sown the seeds of not being able to trust one another mm -hmm. and just trying to find ways to trust one another so that you can survive. And I think that is so much of what we are doing now is just trying to find ways to survive mm -hmm. and trying to it's just this legacy. Like I talk about this all the time, how uh, genocide and hatred and bloodshed, they just beget more of that. They don't, you can't create a new cycle with that. It's always going to be the same thing. And um, I think that's what we're living through now. And I, I just, I see a lot of similarities. Okay. I'm going to try to, I'm going to move faster because I know we have other things to talk about, but in mantras, the onomaniac, I think, I think that's right, but I'm, I could be wrong. In Richmond, the Powhatan, and in the D.C. area, the Piscataway and the Nacotchtank. And again, if I'm wrong about literally any of that, or if you have conflicting information, please legit let us know what you know. Let's trade exchange information so that we can all get the education that we should have gotten in school. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about the natural body of water, bodies of water that we totally. visited? We visited so many. Go ahead. I just want to say this was one of the things that I was most excited about and have been most excited about and really has motivated this life choice mm -hmm. is that we have the opportunity to visit so many natural bodies of water. And uh, I feel like it's really grounding to live near those bodies of water. Mm -hmm. It's very humbling. And it has been that for me personally. So anyway, where did we visit in Virginia? So Bassett is on Lake Philpot. Mm -hmm. Philpot Lake is what I think people say. Mm -hmm. um, and that had a sweet beach and like there was a lot of good swimming and young people and, you know. Paddleboarder. I We did paddleboard. That's right. That was fun. I don't usually f like there's some places that I just feel a little bit nervous for my safety as like a oh, yeah. really queer looking person, but less and less as maybe I get older and we advance as society. Um, <laughs> and just like, don't maybe we still do anyway. No, um, we totally do. But I think that, I think that we are experiencing the same amount of danger sometimes low key, but just yeah, the attitude toward it totally. is different. So that was Bassett. And after Bassett, we were, I guess we didn't go to a body of, Water enrichment, although I almost did with my friend. Yeah, she said that there are a lot of swimming holes in Richmond. Yep. So we'll have to go back. We go back to Richmond probably a lot in our lives. So we did. Can I just make another note of here? Of course. That we went to Richmond very much like on as it was not part of the plan. Um, I had to do a last minute work assignment in New York City and needed to fly out of Richmond. So we drove to Richmond. Should we tell our Tree PD story also? Oh, no, I'm yeah. sure to come back to it. Because I'm like, dude, have we talked about it before on the show? No. Hell yeah. Okay. So um, something happened the day that we went to Richmond that we'll come back to. But <laughs> we went to Richmond. We stayed there for a week. I went to New York for a chunk of that week. Ash stayed in Richmond. And you were going to go to some swimming holes or a swimming hole mm -hmm. with your friend yeah, former roommate Abby. It's interesting because I know that we talked on the show before that um, I wanted to hang out with friends, but mm -hmm. and I didn't want to be alone. But I also was like realizing that I did kind of want to be alone, and so my friend 
Becky and I used to live together in Durham and she is such an inspiration to me on so many levels. But number one, she's chill for, to like make a plan and change it and just be like, I'm actually feeling antisocial now. And she was like, great, catch you later. And then (laughs) the next day she's like, I have cramps. And I was like, okay, see ya. Like it was just, doesn't mean we don't love each other. It doesn't mean we're not trying to hang out more direct like that. But then, but can I say one thing about this? Yeah. Is that when I was flying out of Richmond and flying above the city, um, I saw so many swimming holes. So when you said that about going to a swimming Mm -hmm. hole, I was like, there are literally like a ton of them, obviously, around here. Well, now I can't wait to yeah. get in one. Richmond is amazing. We went to VMFA. Uh, the exhibit was called Dirty South. Yeah, totally. And it was Black Southern music. Was it all music? Dirty South is like the musical genres of Black people in the South. It felt like it was very much speaking to Black heritage and Black culture in Mm. the South, but I didn't. And music is an integral part of the Black experience and survival. So I think that I it makes sense. And I definitely think you're right. No, I think you're right, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. It was about music, but I really felt like the exhibit itself was about the Black experience and specifically about like post-diasporic African-American representation it did feel specifically african-american although i would say it was just it was about the black experience Mm -hmm. okay first of all we got there like an hour before the museum closed we went and got a bottle of wine but you couldn't take the bottle of wine outside of the cafe area so we had to like shotgun essentially this fucking (laughs) bottle of wine then we have like 20 minutes to go through this giant exhibit that deserves a minimum an hour and we would go through it and I was rushing through parts of it. Yeah. I barely saw this exhibit. There was a lot of folk art, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of, that's why I didn't really catch that it was about music specifically. Right. But at the end, there was a huge part about uh, more modern Southern music and more, mo- more modern Southern black music. Mm-hmm. And maybe it wasn't just Southern now that I think about it. I actually don't think the music part was Southern at all. There was the final piece before that part of the exhibit was a um, what I've, I thought was an incredibly moving uh, film installation that like superimposed Kanye West's uh, Y'all know this. Ultralight Beam is on Life of Pablo. Superimposing that song on top of all kinds of clips of showing what it is to be Black in America. And I thought that piece was so moving. So moving. And I wish I knew the name of the artist. And maybe we can get that information in the show notes also. Cannot recommend this exhibit at VMFA highly enough from my perspective. Um, It might be down, honestly, by the time we actually release this episode. I feel like it was going down at some point in September. But VMFA is an amazing museum anyway. they It is a very Black art museum in general. And on the front lawn, there is this incredible Kehinde Wiley sculpture, which I did not know that Kehinde Wiley is also a sculptor. Kehinde Wiley is the painter who uh, did Barack Obama's uh, presidential portrait. So if you've seen that, then you've seen Kende. And I feel like ever since that happened, I've seen this motherfucker literally <laughs> everywhere. But what was so interesting about that museum is that it is right next to the Daughters of the Confederacy headquarters. 
right next to one another. And they have like on the front lawn. So it's like Kehinde Wiley sculpture of, of a black person riding into battle in uh, on a horse, on a horse right next to <laughs> this daughters of the Confederacy headquarters where on the front lawn, they have the fucking uh, what are like the wagons that, that were wrote, written into battle during mm. the um, civil war. Mm. And I was just like, this is Richmond. This is the South. This is what it is. is we is are America. contradiction 100%. This is America, literally. Yeah. It's not one thing. We don't, we're not all going to get on the same page. Like we can stand next to each other and say, you have your views and I have my views and your kid deserves deserves to be able to go to school and we both need health care and we both deserve to have a job and everybody needs to be able mm. to, we need to get on the same page. Yeah. Like there's some shit that we're not going to all agree on, period. Like, we don't need to agree. We just need to listen, hmm. respect that other people have different views. Like hmm. it's fine. I, I and that was Richmond. <laughs> I feel like after that we went to Mon- Montrose, right on the yeah, Potomac. Yeah. So yeah, I had this really amazing experience of being in the Potomac River. Speaking of bodies of water and the grounding that being in them can offer, but that. You said something about like, I think the water is like a little salty. Yeah. And I had this whole transformative moment of like understanding the ways in which like the rivers and the oceans will come together at a certain point and the salty water from the ocean will mix with the non-salty water from the river. And it'll be like this lightly salted water that I don't know. There was just like this way that I feel like integrating <laughs> This is a stretch. Go with me. Like the trauma and the lesson of traumatic experiences. And like, I think there's just ways that you can stand in the middle of understanding that you have a history of trauma and understanding that every part of your journey is about healing and that you will always be some version of lightly salted water. You know what I mean? Like you'll always have the experiences of that. Totally. But that like that doesn't have to define the saltiness of it doesn't have to really define the water because the water was also like warm and it was like, I mean, there were just so many other qualities because it wasn't so salty that you were just Mm. like, oh, this water is salty, you know? Yeah. And I just related to it as a Mm. 78% water being myself. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, thanks I, for listening. I feel like that no, was such I mean, a, I got, not I feel what we were talking you. about. I, it's not, not what we were talking about. We're talking about the bodies of water. This is why the bodies of water are so crucial yeah. is that water carries everything. Yeah. It drowns out fire, but it can be like fire can exist in water. It's just different. Yeah. But like it's, it is everything. And I did think, so the, uh, so we went from Richmond to Montrose. Mm-hmm. In Montrose, we stayed at a campground called Westmoreland State Park. Mm-hmm. And Westmoreland State Park is on the Potomac River. I also just want to say as a quick note about Westmoreland, that that was the most Black people that I have seen at a campground since we started doing this. Like Hagenstone, too. Yeah, but they, I thought the, the people who were, I didn't know if they were staying at the campground. I thought maybe they were just mountain biking through the campground, which I was very happy to see <laughs> so many black people mountain biking. Yeah. I was like, okay, yes. But um, not staying there, but at Westmoreland, there were a lot of black people staying there. And I loved that. Every other campground has been very white. I've been the singular hmm. black person. But 
Westmoreland State Park is on the Potomac River, which I had never seen in real life, mm-hmm. I don't think. And um, it, I just so did not know that it is a salted river, that it comes off of the Atlantic Ocean. And so unlike a lot of rivers, a lot of rivers are not saltwater. Um, that one is, or at least at that part of the Potomac, it's salty. And the salt does so many different things. I'm sure people who live like, or who have experienced the Dead Sea or mm. um, who know about very salty water will say that, that it is, it's something else. And, and it also makes you weightless in a different way mm. or doesn't. I don't know. It's all very, it's all very interesting. Uh, so I appreciate your reflections on that. <laughs> I appreciate what you have to say. After that, we didn't swim in D.C. <clears throat> and we then... were only in D.C. to go to National Cannabis Festival, which was fun. I'm so glad that was the one reason to be in D.C. Me too. I'm good on cities right I now. I don't need a city. So those are the bodies of water. I'm trying to, I know that we're running up on time and I feel like maybe we could just talk about like one or two other things that happened Mm -hmm. while we were in Virginia. Um, We saw the sunrise. We saw the sunset many times Mm -hmm. in all over. Do you ever get tired of seeing the sunrise or seeing the sunset? Absolutely not. If you want to see footage of that, check out the YouTube video. We'll put Uh, it on the Dear Justin website too. Yeah. And when it's live, like, we'll let you know on the show. So (laughs) I will say this, that the RV life really does facilitate sunrise, sunset in a different way than uh, I think a house life absolutely does for all kinds of reasons. I think that the house life could be more involved in sunrise, sunset. But for some reason it's not. It's just so contained in itself, you know? House life is so different than RV life. It's like a completely different way of, and I, we were talking about this the other day. I feel like a completely different person than before. And it's wild that we've been recording this podcast through the entire thing. And even that there was a transition from like, this is the last week that we are recording in the old house. Mm -hmm. And like, we have video footage of that. And then like the first weeks of being in the camera, it's wild. (laughs) But like the, so that we, we went through our going through a mm-hmm. transition and like, I think transitions are messy and scary and chaotic and look like a lot of different things. It seems to be mellowing a little bit. Definitely. From the real mess and chaos that has been really persistent, I would say since your birthday. Yeah. I was so glad to get out of that man. Oh, goddamn! I love the universe for that shit. How you gonna drop an acid trip like that right before? It was literally like, get the fuck out of this get house. Like, it was like, get the fuck out. Like, you are done. No more. If you thought, like, I was walking out of the house like, oh, yeah, you know, I got good memories, you know, complicated. And then the acid trip was like. Bitch, if you don't get the fuck out of here, backhand. <laughs> it backhanded for real. Um, well, that's funny because that's kind of how we left back. Uh huh. This is such a good intro to that, though. So one of the things that we wanted to make sure to mention is the we legality mm-hmm. of each state that we're in. And we got to Virginia. We in, we actually stayed in Virginia for the first couple days of July um, at the cottage that belongs to one of Ash's best friends. Mm-hmm. And that day that we got to Henry, Virginia was the day that weed was officially legalized in Virginia. 
what like recreational recreational and medicinal weed and like like legal like it had already been signed into law but it was it went into effect the day that we got there and we were like what like (laughs) the woman who lived up the street came through brought some jays she was like this a cannabis state she literally said this a cannabis state so proud like (laughs) so um that was really dope. And we also, while we were in Virginia, went to National Cannabis Festival mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. And um, we're a part of representing our organization, We Go High, which you can find at wegohigh.info. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at wegohighnc. Like North Carolina, NC. NC. We did a lot of weed things in Virginia. We smoked a lot of weed, but we smoke a lot of weed everywhere. And one of the days that we were smoking a lot of weed Mm. was the last day that we were in Bassett, Virginia. We didn't know at that point that it was going to be the last day that we were (laughs) We were debating staying a little longer. Yeah, because the whole thing about whether or not we were going to go to Richmond was just, it was up in the air literally until the moment that we decided to leave, which is how we do a lot of stuff. Gotta be flexible in in this business, honestly. I think you have to be flexible in this life and people get pissed about it. And they're like, why are you being so sudden? And I'm like, bitch, what part of your life is not sudden? Mm. Anyway. So we were, we were getting ready to leave, but I don't even think this was a part of us getting ready to leave. You decided to to empty our piss bucket. So we use a composting toilet, which we have a video that if it's not on YouTube yet, it will be soon. We'll let you know. It'll be, available you can find on justin stanley youtube the composting toilet (laughs) we have video where we like put it together and show you how to we show you how we installed our composting Mm -hmm. toilet the thing about the composting toilet is that it separates our pee from our solids solids mean shit the pee bucket we drink a lot of water we have to have the pee bucket emptied pretty frequently every couple days every couple days And this is the day that we learned that you are not supposed to empty the pee bucket anywhere other than at the dump station. If you've never been to an RV park before, a dump station is where you dump your gray water and black water. Black water is the combination of solids and pee that create, that is called sewage. Uh, Black tank holds your sewage. The gray tank, gray water is like your shower water, your sink water, um, any water that's not sewage. Mm -hmm. Other than there's also a fresh water tank, but that's not important right now. So (laughs) you have to dump your tanks at the dump station. It's like a whole thing. But because we have a pee bucket and the pee bucket is real low key, like you could you could dump the pee bucket outside. Like it's not that big of a deal, depending on where you are, you Mm -hmm. can not like around people, but if you're in like in a private woods? spot, if you're like in the woods, you could dump your pee bucket. It's if cool. you is how I feel. If you would squat there, you could dump your you pee bucket I mean? there. Just don't make a puddle. Don't, don't make a yeah. puddle. Don't, don't make a, a scene. Like hill down. Don't make a scene. But um, but we did not know that you had to dump the pee bucket at the dump station, and so Ash was dumping it in, in the, the toilet the- where you pee. <laughs> you dumped it at the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where which is cleaned by a sanitation team which check Shout out our out. tiktok we we about to start doing some impressions of people who work at campgrounds because they're so similar everywhere, everywhere you go it's a real 
archetype. It is. And one of the archetypes is a sanitation team. And one of the members of the sanitation team at this particular campground, which was they we had they had a very diligent sanitation team. It was very clean. Showers very clean. Bathhouses so clean. So we because we keep going to Army Corps of Engineer places and they do a really good job mm-hmm. of keeping up with shit. But the sanitation team is on it. <laughs> the sanitation team member saw Ashen there dumping the piss bucket. <laughs> And what she saw was you cleaning it in the no, sink. No, what she saw was me filling the sink. It's fine. No, Whatever. don't say what happened. I put water in it. So I dump it in the toilet and then I put water in it. And then I come out of the bathroom and I usually dump that on the ground. It's just water. It's just like. You did all this though. Yeah, I sure did. But that bitch saw you do that and she was like, oh no, you got me. You fucked up so you just dumping piss buckets into the sink where i wash my hands oh no so she went and told tree pd so tree pd is what we call the park rangers tree pd this is not my first run was this your first run in with tree pd no they ticketed me for joe being off leash when i was like 20 <laughs> in durham okay. they pulled some real dirty shit on being a friend of mine some years ago in in durham but anyway tree pd <laughs> Rolled up on our camper. Knock, as knock, we're knock to at dis- the door. <laughs> like what are we inside doing? Smoking the Copious. loudest weed <laughs> in Virginia. The loudest. <laughs> the word on the street is that um, Army Corps of Engineers is a federal site. And mm. so anything federal until weed is legalized on a federal level is still cannabis unfriendly. So yeah. even though it's weed legal in Virginia, I kind of feel like weed legal states, Army Corps of Engineers sites, they probably just like, if they catch a whiff, they're just going to be like, keep it down. Whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, anything. Yeah, if yeah. they say anything at all. Because tree people are tree people. Yeah, people who want to be outside just sort of want to be left yeah. alone. You know? It's a very libertarian decision. Yeah. So what was wild is, so tree beauty knocks on the door you go out there and you try to close the door because you're like not trying to get this, let the smoke out. But Literally. I'm like, the police are here. I'm not letting my black girlfriend go stand outside. I'm just going to like hole up with the chihuahua <laughs> in the fucking RV. If you had, I would have been mad. That's a good point. Literally. I would have been, been like, we might be over. We're not, yeah, that would have never happened. Um, so I'm out there with you standing there. And I swear to God, I mean, this was hard to not laugh at, honestly. The person who knocked on the door was this AFAB looking person. Julia Styles is what we call her. She was Julia Styles. She didn't look that much like her. Jessamine. They could have been fraternal twin sisters. She definitely looked like she was on like an episode of Gilmore Girls. She like one of Rory's friends. I kind of feel like Julia Styles has a very, very, very close sibling. She did look like Julia Styles. And that person like the the Park Ranger. Julia Styles, if that matters. I'm a big fan of Julia Styles. I know. So then what was wild about that is that not one, but two Tree PD members were there. Who was the other guy? He looked like David Arquette. Yeah, he was David Arquette for sure. specifically when he was, um, yeah, played in Scream, he was the Deputy Dewey. When he was Deputy Dewey. That's for sure. Why are Julia Styles and David Arquette Arquette from different eras here to talk to us? And for sure, I thought it was going to be about the weed. Definitely thought it was about the weed. Then they're out here talking about the piss bucket. And they're like, they're. And And I was like, oh, that's all? No, this is what happened. I think think you would have rounded up on them and been like. Absolutely. No, literally. But I was just like, you were like, well, you didn't say anything. I said. I'm so glad you were. I was just like, oh my god, I had no idea. I, was I literally had no to idea. Follow your lead. This is my thing about the cops. No, I know. Is that I'm just like, 
I'm trying to de-escalate the situation. I don't know if they're going to try to de-escalate it, but I'm going to try to de-escalate it. So I'm like, I had absolutely no idea. Oh my God. Are you kidding? I'm we're so, so sorry. We're so new to we're this. We're so new to this. We have a nature's head composting toilet. Have you heard of it? Let yes, I have heard about it. it. No, we just really didn't know. Now in the background, what we're seeing is that. No, 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 no. Prior to what you're about to say. <laughs> right. She goes, she like oh, no, breathes onto her little shoulder. Click, click. She's like. Burp. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's here. Okay. Patrick's here. Patrick. Okay, Patrick, Patrick. And I'm like, who's uh, the so I'm picturing because I'm picturing SpongeBob's best friend Patrick, <laughs> which is what this guy looked like when he got there. Nah, you didn't see him that close. He looked like Patrick. He looked like Patrick. Okay, well, Patrick is the state trooper. These motherfuckers called the state troopers on us for dumping the piss bucket in the hand sink in the bathhouse so this is the thing about it patrick never had to exit his vehicle because julia styles and david arquette were like they don't you know they were it was clear that they were like okay you know they but she had her pad of paper out there ready to write up a citation and get us was trying to instigate a fight okay she kept being like and david arquette was like david arquette smokes weed smokes weed he was like pretty cool this is like a new camper like you guys must be like new with it like he was feeding us the lines of how to get out of what was going on and she was like sounds like you don't know what you're doing here or some I was shit like, bitch i don't know nope, what i'm doing don't know anything at all. let me know like but like I you're right like, that her attitude plus my attitude literally, we would have fought if you were the person kyle would have been out there patrick? writing <laughs> patrick, i would have gotten bodied no. do you know what i mean <laughs> patrick starfish ass would have had to fucking no, you really sit on me if not shoot me i mean you know how things are these Fuck days up. you know uh, so I just feel like it wasn't ideal, but they, it wasn't, you said it wasn't ideal. It wasn't ideal. It was not how I wanted to spend my Sunday afternoon no. getting posted up by tree PD on some piss bucket shit. It was so stupid. So they're like, this is after let's give an honorable mention to, <laughs> to the owner of the albino Doberman Doberman pincher. Mm-hmm who while we were trying to back into the campsite when we first got there volunteered because she was so offended by the way that Ash was backing beautifully backing in this vehicle very large RV into the campsite on a hairpin turn on a hairpin turn on the side of a mountain I'm sure we talked about this I don't know if we have or we haven't, but this woman said that she was going to, she volunteered to back it in, ran the bumper into the mountain, whatever. <clears throat> None of this is important. What is, is important is that Tree PD did help us decide to go ahead and Tree hit PD the road, Jack. gave the final vote on whether or not we should go to Richmond. We were literally like, Tree PD left. Patrick was there for quite some he time patrolling. Out. Which and made we weed like, smoking hard to continue. Which was fine because we were packing up to get Literally. the fuck out of there. I was like, okay, cool. So bye, <laughs> Bassett. It's been nice knowing you. You had horrible cellular service, but the lake was nice. That's <laughs> anyway, that's the whole Virginia story. Um, if you want to watch more or see more, check out our YouTube. Link coming soon. Should we get the fuck out of here? Let's do it. Yeah, okay. Will you read read this this for me? 
Dear Jessamine is produced by Tenderfire Media. For more on our show, follow us on Spotify and Instagram at Dear Jessamine or head over to our website, dearjessamine.com. Now, if you're an Apple podcast person, you can subscribe to our show. And while you're there, write us a review. They really help the show a lot and gives you a place to let folks know how great you feel about the show and that you love it. Our editor slash producer is Kylie C. Roberts. Melody Miniger, Angel Foster, and Nia Williams do our social media. Janie Leppard does our episode art. Anna Rooney is Jessamine's chief of staff. Amber Richardson is Ash's chief of staff. Fruit Snack does our music. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews help a lot. Please, if you've enjoyed this episode, even for like half a beat, please go leave us a review. Yes, we did already say it, and I am saying it again. Your hosts are Ash Danger Phoenix and Jessamine Stanley, and we believe that no one should be in jail for weed. Um, Can you hang on one second while I pick up my drink so that I don't disrupt you with sound? Totally. very acrobatic what you're doing right now i'm sorry that it's not more visible to the world is it not visible in the video? it's a nice uh, shot of your tuchus but otherwise oh. no hmm. nice shot of my tuchus okay please continue you got a goodie um oh my god also is there a coffee store over there or anything i have a, I have something don't worry about it please <laughs> look high maintenance continue I don't know what I was saying. Don't. Yes, you do. Tender fire. Drop page.